The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! It was back when he was cool. I remember when Ron so, Jeremy was, it was like, dude, Ron we, Jeremy's in the background. Remember he was in Ghostbusters? Yeah. He's an extra at the end, like when all the Ghostbusters roll in at the end to like start fighting Gozer. He's in, the, like he just oh, yeah, in no, a group he's, of extras. No, he um, he introduced my band one time. We were doing a, um, a fundraiser. It was called the Adult Industry Movement. And it was for- You for needed the, a movement, huh? For the porn industry, it was so that they can get AIDS testing yeah. and like some health benefits. So All we right. were raising money. It was, do you, do you know Sharon Mitchell is? Sharon Mitchell. Nina Hartley. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, there's a picture out there around with me grabbing Nina Hartley's ass somewhere in the in the ether. Did you ask for and consent before you grabbed her She ass? told me to. She probably put um, your hand directly yeah, on Yeah, my girlfriend at the time, not happy about it. Uh, Nina but, um, Hartley's a really open-minded gal. Very open-minded. <laughs> there's a lot of open orifice Is that a word? Is it like octopi? Orifice So So, so Ron, Ron Jeremy gets on stage and goes, now for the best band in the world, blah, blah, blah. So we figured since he said it, we could put it on our website website so because like <laughs> ron jeremy calls us the best band in the world he's like fuck him he said it it's yeah. your fault hedgehog you rapist hedgehog he's, the, he's not the only male porn actor that's come under scrutiny no. um james dean i don't know if you guys yeah. are familiar I've heard with, of him with his work uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh if you've if you've scoured any of those things enough you'll you'll run into three of his yeah. properties. So there's a there was a young ingenue who was definitely on my radar by the name of Stoya. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just Stoya? A tiny Stoya. little petite blonde little or, or um uh, uh, what do waif. you call it? Fair skinned. <laughs> was she waifish? Super dark hair, super blue eyes. Oh, that's gorgeous. That is right up Mr. Noise's alley. Gorgeous. Yeah. And um apparently James Dean treated her poorly. And yeah, yeah she's brought some attention to his situation. off camera yeah okay because on camera i mean you get what you gets what you gets you signed the dotted line i guess but uh, (laughs) no but there's a lot of problems with those guys especially with the rougher stuff the slap in the face slap in the tit shit where they don't ask things beforehand but then go well, I'm just going to put my foot on your fucking well, face, and they don't, add, and that's a cultural problem they're dealing so with. So believe right it, now. believe it, well, believe it or not, we come or I come from the the Great One Eight, the San Fernando Valley, which is the mecca of all things porn in the yes. entire universe. There's a little city called Chatsworth. Mm-hmm. That's like basically where all those industry, all the companies came out of Chatsworth, which is in the San Fernando Valley. So I was 
I mean, I did fundraisers for porn. I've been in a couple as background. I've been <laughs> like everybody who grew up in the 80s and 90s in the Valley was a, knew somebody or was associated so, with the porn industry in one way or another. We did car wash shows with porn people. We did all sorts of stuff. Um, my buddy was a, um, a BDSM porn actor, my bass player. Wow. Like it, it's a part of the culture there, right? Yeah. yeah. And I will tell you, though, that behind the scenes, Super boring. Um, one of the most boring shoots you could ever go to. And smells bad everywhere. Um, it's not great, uh, but but depending on the dollar value of the production, I mean, they do them in mansions and they can be quarter million dollar productions or what have you, which for porn is huge. But most of the time, there is a tacit agreement between the actors. They know basically what they're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. There's a certain reason why they get girl XYZ to do mm -hmm. this scene because she will do these particular things. Yeah, I'm getting um, Sasha Gray because we want to have this be a fucking almost murder. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that boy, talk about it because Tracy Lords famously was the first one to really transition out of porn into acting. Yeah. Sasha Gray did it as well, mm -hmm. right? To some level, yeah. To some level. Um, I think that's, she I mean. starred in a Steven Soderbergh film. That's, which, no. think about that. She's a podcaster now too. Yeah. She has her own, she has a and big audience. By the way, not only is she Gorgeous, but she is crazy smart. Yeah, I love listening to Sasha. Um, Gray. She seems great. like like if I could build a woman for you, Bobby, it would be Sasha Gray. Yeah, I mean, and just because of yeah. her personality, her ridiculous amount of ridiculous sex shit she does. Yeah, which is, I don't know. If she's maybe top of the food chain, but she's going to be close. Yeah, to well, the top no, dude, the there was chain. one video where I looked and I was like, I can't tell if that's Sasha Gray or uh, a set of golf clubs. Like, <laughs> so, I thought it was a bag with just 16 clubs in it. So I'm, gonna, uh, I'm going to admit on this podcast, apparently, because I'm assuming we're recording. <laughs> yeah. We've been recording for a while. I watched the American, what are they called? The American Inter Adult Entertainment. Oh, yeah, AVNs. 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 Which wow, I've we been, both knew. The I've been invited wow. to I mean, twice. I mean, I don't know. I've been invited to twice and never I was in a I was in a relationship that that wouldn't have went over well. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Well, so of course. I have this memory of Sasha Gray. So there's a girl that's accepting an award and she comes on stage and her acceptance <laughs> speech includes her saying, um, you know what it's like, girls, when you got to take that extra Vicodin to get through that anal scene or whatever. <laughs> oh, dot, dot, dot. She gets off stage. Sasha Gray's the presenter following her up. And she's just like, um, for the record. I've never had to take a fucking Vicodin to get through an anal scene. <laughs> <laughs> She's and, a savage. And the crazy thing savage. about her is, is then this is a thing that this is a trap that a lot of these ladies fall into is we think of Sasha Gray at this, as this super prolific star for a while. She wasn't in the industry very long, but she nope. was so popular and she did so many scenes that everybody assumed she was a porn star for like a decade. Well, yeah, because she was, let's call it prolific. Um, almost clubs. as, pro <laughs> almost clubs. as prolific as Sean's amount of Captain America shirts. Okay. Um, Hey dude, I wore it yesterday because of the premiere. Do you see what I'm saying? And we're talking um, about it today. Um, before we get to all the fun stuff, I've got the ultimate fun stuff, which is there's a gentleman that used to wear bow ties. That's on Fox news. Piece His name shit. is Tucker Swanson. McFuckovich fucking he's got 80 names because he's a wasp Tucker Aston um, Martin Swanson Volkswagen. being one of those names which Swanson gee where do I know that name from oh yeah 
the fucking mega rich food fucking uh, family, the Swanson yeah. dinner family people. Dinners. His dad remarried at when he when when old Tucker. T- by the way, your name's Tucker, so let's just start there. Um, when he was ten, so he, this guy's never hurt for a day in his life. Went to Trinity College, which is a small little liberal arts uh, school in Connecticut, in Hartford, I think. Um, just as waspy as waspy can get. Um, and apparently. A guy dug up, uh, Salon did an article on it as well. A guy dug up a, year, a yearbook photo that's been definitely confirmed. This is a real photo from a real yearbook. It, this has not been, not been, um, repudiated in any way. Tucker Carlson goes on his show the day before it's released and has this really weird segment where he starts talking about Jeff Bezos paying money to try to dig up dirt. It was just a very strange, and it didn't really say anything. And people were left kind of scratching their head like, what is he talking about? Well, this is called getting ahead of a shitty story. So then the next day, this picture drops, and this... uh, By the way, the photo... Like, this is your fucking photo for college. His hair looked like it hadn't been combed for four years, and his mouth looked like a puckering asshole at the end of a James Dean vehicle. No, that's his face. Yeah, that's just um, how it's that's just his Tucker Carlson. So, so Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Carlson. Um, he was um, affiliated with three clubs, according to the yearbook. Number one was like the Christian conservative, like whatever. Yeah. Very on brand. I don't think anybody's surprised. No. There's a lovely senator out of North Carolina. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Named Jesse Helms. Ugh. He was part of the Jesse Helms Oof. fan club, wow. who is the longest tenured um, segregationalist segregationalist senator in yeah. the fucking Senate. If Jesse um, Helms w- didn't donate a little bit of money to to whoever murked fucking MLK or. Fucking Malcolm X, yeah. be it's him. He yeah. had something to do with both um, of those. Of course little, little racisty, I guess. Oh, you little. can call him. Um, Jessa. Oh, Jessa. Um, what a piece of shit. So who was worse, Strom Thurmond th- or Jesse Holmes? Th- Ooh. Mm. Have you ever seen him in the room at this point? We need time? to do that. <laughs> <laughs> might have to do with the math on that one. <laughs> the, last, the last society or club he was in was the Dan White Society. For those of you who don't know, Dan White was the name of the guy who assassinated um, the mayor of San Francisco and a representative of in um, uh, by the name of Harvey Milk. Sean Penn famously did a, a he was which he was fantastic in a, a fantastic movie called Milk about the life of Harvey Milk. So this has come out that he joined a society and now now according to Trinity College they this isn't an actual club. This is something that they throw in. At the very least, it's super bad humor. <laughs> um, but it, they could have been an off-campus club. It could have been anything, but it's not. Well, they left out the one club that we all know he was a part of, the Gestapo Glee Club, where they just angrily scream German songs. Dude, he wasn't cool enough to get in Skull and Bones. So he <laughs> he had to get into the Dan White Society. Yeah, no, no incels um, allowed at uh, Skull and Bones. And by the way, which I didn't drop this one on you. This is what I found out in all of my research and my digging. He had one paper that he put into the newspaper in Trinity College. He had one article. He wasn't a very avid editorialist. He had one paper, which means that he must have really felt compelled to write this, right? And in that paper called Homosexuals, uh, I think it was was something to the effects of, I'm paraphrasing, dirty and unnatural. So not only are you part of this Dan White Society, but you've editorialized and, and made it known that your feelings about homosexuality. Yeah. 
Um, and now he's just trying to distance himself as far as well, he can. How does that, that's not going to so, hurt him too bad. His whole fucking audience thinks that homosexuality is dirty uh, and unnatural. A hundred percent. And I just, I keep going back to this fucking photo of him. Even at, you'd think people would look better when they're younger, but I look at that photo. You remember Howard Stern? Remember how Howard Stern used to have those things where he's like, we'll take you out on a boat and these porn stars are not only going to fuck you, but they're going to also fuck the colorful cast of diverse freaks that we have on the show. <laughs> One of those porn stars would look at that picture and go, I'm fucking Beetlejuice before I fuck that dude. Yeah, he's, I mean, he looks exactly like a guy named Tucker should look. That's what a guy named Tucker Swanson fucking Waspovich fucking Carlson looks he like. Looks like. That's the type exactly of guy what he looks who like. Who has to rape his own hand to jerk off. Like his hand doesn't even want to. The only good part about this bit is the fact that there were rumors leading up to the 2024 election and beyond 2028 that he might consider throwing his hat in the ring for the Republican nomination. <laughs> Things like this. I mean, as we know now with after Donald Trump, it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, he had, you know, he had alleged fucking, you know, sexual misconducts and grabbed by the pussy. And I would make the point that we're not post Donald Trump. No, we're still in the Trump era. We are very much in the Trump era. And I think Trump is going to be the prospective nominee. And we're going to have to deal with that prick again. Um, I, I am not. I am not. After seeing what it's been like since Biden got elected since November. Yeah. Um. It hasn't appeared to me that Trump has any more teeth to bite with. He's tried so hard to do this and do that in this interview and this thing and this thing. And and very well, tweet, tw- uh, Twitter might have a huge reason to do with that because he can't voice his opinion about dumb shit all no, the time. He's been doing it in his emails. He's but, basically yeah. preaching to the – he has several different email lists for different oh, segments of, of his audience. And I see screenshots of some of these and it's just like – the most fear mongering, crazy 100%. shit. Like, I will say that some left wing Democrats were like, took Very him much. a little too far with the crazy shit that they were saying to get him out of there. But at the same time, it's like, this is a level above. Are you that. scared you, of him? Are you as scared of him? I don't say scared as in like literal, but are you as worried about him electorally than you were a year ago? I'm not. I don't think, I think his steam I'm, is, he has fans. Don't get me wrong. But. I'm more worried. Are you really? Interesting. Um, I mean, it's multi-layered. I think we're we're entering into a situation right now where there's going to be uh, 26 states, I want to say, that are redistricting. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 of those states all have Republican majorities in their house, mm-hmm. which means they're going to redistrict to make sure that those states are coming back home, yeah. that kind of thing. So there's like a real chance that like just from a legislative standpoint in these states that we're going to get fucked out of a potential Biden second term because they mm. right now, because they own so many state legislatures, like they have control over the Jerry, you know, it's gerrymandering. It's gerrymandering. It's exactly It's what something it is. that we are for some reason still allowed to do on both sides. Once you're in power, let's just do a paint by numbers. Let's, let's draw the line around where our voters are, where we know they are. And that's it. Well, now I'm going to agree with Bobby. I will say I'm not more afraid of him. I learned in 2016 to never stop 100%. being afraid of Trump and the, his fucking psycho audience. I just see his acolytes and how poorly they're doing post him being the president. I see MTG. I see fucking um, Slober. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I see Dummy. I see fucking uh, Caldwell. I see all these guys that uh, look at Gates. All these guys that have hitched their wagon to the Trumpist thing. And it just seems like they're not faring very well in life all the way around. Um, I, and Hawley, Josh Hawley being another one. They, they keep exposing themselves and without Big Daddy to protect them. 
it feels like they're getting exposed the way they should get exposed. So I don't know. You're right. You're probably right. Cause we did the same thing in 16, right? Where we went, there's yeah. no fucking way. Yeah. I, I remember saying before the nominations, before the primaries, I hope he gets fucking primaried. We- that would be awesome. Like, and look what happened, you know? We used to have this very irrational fear of George W. Bush, <laughs> that he was like this cult leader, that everyone was going to follow forever and ever and ever, blah, blah, blah. We actually have that with Donald Trump. Like, he, he inspires True. people to do really fucking stupid shit. They will destroy their lives for yeah, Donald they Trump. They have. Look at all these they people have. that are still, we're still and arresting people. are still getting people. prosecuted, yeah. yeah. So well, my point being is like anytime you're dealing with a cult leader, anytime you're dealing with, you know, someone of that stature that can inspire, you know, 70 million people overnight right. to, to, to take action, yeah, you, you damn well better be aware I'm, of it. I'm wary. And Biden's doing great. We, we said it in the beginning of the podcast. We knew when Biden got elected, we were very happy. We took our moment. We di- celebrated for a day. And now we got to be critical because now he's running the country. And I will say climate wise, uh, stimulus checks, vaccine distribution. Yep. He's got a lot of W's in his column right now, regardless of what the right and the propagandists want to say. Those are actual facts. I'm still a little bit irritated about the immigration. Yeah. Um, that yep. is a sore spot for me only because he promised this and all he needs to do is sign a paper. Yeah. It literally doesn't need to go to vote. There's an executive action that he mm-hmm. can take to allow people that are sitting in border facilities to be able to be, start the process of becoming naturalized. Yep. Um, so I have a little bit of a problem with that, but Look, what do you do when th- you walk into a building and 30 rooms are on fire? You got to put them out one at a time, right? Yep. You can't put them all out. And no. these are the ones that he's choosing to get his time on is to do this. The Iran nuclear deal going back on the table. He's got so pulling many people W's out of, that Pulling he's everybody doing. out of Afghanistan, which started with Trump. Trump did reduce. It's 100%. Like were, but he was like, it's, fuck this. We're pulling them out. And now the jury's still out on. The problem with this is, is when you have a ridiculously long, worthless war that we that we've stretched out for fucking how long now? Um, 20, Almost 20, twenty years. Twenty years. You basically. you can't just up and leave because you're gonna fuck people worse than than they were beforehand. But you but to to really move forward with the thoughtful removal of all of our troops because what do we have? Twenty thousand left. Is, this there? is the argument of everywhere we've ever been in. This right. is this is how we stay. Uh, fucking colonizing imperialists. Uh, we yeah. still have embassies in everywhere we've destroyed. We still have an embassy. We still have a military presence in everywhere we've ever been. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be any different in Afghanistan. We just won't have troops on the ground like we did. Yeah. Unfortunately, when do you let go? I don't know what the right answer. The Middle East is the messiest of messy. What I'm wondering is, that there, is this going to be one of those situations, much like Saudi Arabia and some other different countries around the world in that region? Um, where they're going to build an American base and actually build an American base. Oh, yeah. So what you can do is have Americans on the ground in Afghanistan, but they're on American soil. They're not... They're Sovereign not, soil. Right. They're not um, deployed. They're exactly. not... You know what I mean? That That's what thing. you do. It's the same thing we did. Not like Saudi we... Arabia, you're not deployed. You you live on Prince Sultan Air Base, which is American territory. The th- same thing we did to Japan. The same thing we did to Vietnam. The same thing we did to Korea. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? We're going to do the same We're thing. We're still all there. We, uh... And, but quite frankly, uh, Israel, kind of our biggest military base. Yeah. Just saying. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a reason why we give billions of dollars a year to Israel is because they are a central headquarters for us for the Middle East. There no, are I've... times in American history when we just say, we ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. we're here. You let us in. And now we ain't leaving. Yeah. You know, this was a mitzvah. 
and now we're never <laughs> fucking leaving. Good on you, you fucking goy. Look at you busting it out. Hey, come on, man. Um, guys, we don't, we don't want to bore you to death, but uh, we just might have. Uh, but I promise it'll get better, guys. Just just hold on. Like I they say, no it's like when your mom, when you used to poop as a kid and you couldn't get your poop out and your mom just told you, rock back and forth. It'll come out on its own. Oh, my mom just shoved her Um, fucking index finger up there and popped uh, it out for me. I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. And and still still does, which is weird. But it's it's, it's family. It's the Moriarty. Family it's tradition. It's the Moriarty family way. <laughs> Does your mom go third knuckle on you? <laughs> yeah, brother. Uh, <laughs> she has a weird. Yeah. She has a weird fourth knuckle. We don't talk about it, but it's it's exclusive to the Moriarty. Wow, Sean has uh, a she dick has knuckle. If you <laughs> yeah. if you look directly at her hands, you'd be like, "That's from uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. That's not a real person." She, exactly. you, your mom has Pan's Labyrith hands. She's got Pan's. She um, eyes. She has high hands. Of her hands. Um, Guys, welcome back to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. This is the Whiskey Reel. We are several thousand feet below the Earth's surface near the magma. It is beautiful outside, though. It is spring like a mud. It is. Um, it is pretty, man, out here in Old Durango. of last week's fucking hail. Jesus. Fuck. Well, and then next week, probably another blizzard. Who knows? Right? That's what we do here in Old Colorado. Um, Welcome back. I hope everybody's had a fantastic week. Um, it's been a week of highs and a week of lows, mm. and we will discuss everything in between as well. To my right. Oh, shit. We're going to switch it up counterclockwise, bitch. Um, to my right is the Bobby Duke. He is the famous, famous Gashman of Tennessee. We know him as Mr. Bivens because he's nasty, and that's what we call him is Mr. Bivens. And that's what it says on his business card, too. And I'm not kidding. This is Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Oh, well, hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Ugh. You had to. You looked at one of my eyes, and then I saw your eye have to shift to look at the other eye. Right, I went to, to the other one. Could... <laughs> you were like chameleon. I mean, yeah, it was weird. Uh, you gave me the gecko treatment. You gave you, dude. You did the prairie dog meme on him. <laughs> or you just like it turned it out real quick. And he was there. Oh, you guys know who I'm talking about. This big, beautiful moron. <laughs> That makes me more infuriated than just about anyone in my entire life. Uh, he is called Lord Loquacious. He's been known to talk. He's also called the Train Horn because he's known to talk really loudly. Yes, <laughs> he is my sweet Jesus Chuddlesworth, and he's the chuddiest of my buddiest. Mr. Sean Moriarty. Thank you so much. These take way too long, guys. I love, no, I love, <laughs> we got to really fuck. This actually, 15 minutes of the episode. Week after, this is literally our only good content. Week after week, the highlight of our content. <laughs> Jesus Christ. To my right is the general manager of the multiverse, the soul crusher himself. He's been called the opposite of Dorian Gray. Mm. He is Aaron Antonio Ebrenderes. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. I Let's talk about this whiskey. Bobby fucking brought some fire. I think many, many, many moons ago on our archived that's racist. episodes. You can't say many moons ago. That's appropriation, Ooh, bro. That's weird. Um, <laughs> a long time ago. Can I still say that? Um, we did this whiskey you actually. say many <laughs> moons. I know. <laughs> stupid. Bullshit. Uh, but we've done this before, but this is probably in an archived episode. It's very much so. Um, yeah, like, we've mm-hmm. done this only because I know I can't, uh, Bobby, I'll tell you more about it, but I, I can say. One of my favorite whiskeys under fifty dollars, without mm. even trying. Yeah, this three. is the approachable beginner version of what Suntory does, isn't it? it? So yeah, we're dealing with a Japanese single malt 
Uh, oh, no, this is a blend. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This The Toki is a blend. Uh, we're dealing with a Suntory distillery. And I almost lapsed into an accent. I know. Holy shit. I was like, oh, Hey! Just fucked up. I can't hey, Mortal that. Kombat just came out. We're all allowed to do Asian accents for the next couple weeks. Get over here. <laughs> That's I, super Asian for some reason. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Japanese distillers have a tendency to make the best scotch on planet Earth. Yes. For whatever reason. They love it. So this whiskey is kind of a Swiss Army knife version of a Japanese single malt. It falls directly in the middle of just about everything, like kind mm-hmm. of what Sean was alluding to. Um, it's just slightly smoky. It's just slightly caramelly. It's just, you know what I mean. Like you just go down the list. It's it's right down the middle. What do we call it? The, the the double off the wall. Yeah, kind of thing. But I think this is a really really nice whiskey. Um, it's a forty dollar bottle. Yeah. What? It's forty one, I think. Yeah, yeah most places like you're going to see it retail between thirty eight and forty three. Yeah. See, it's for probably... a while there, I didn't even know that there was a Japanese. I, I looked at Japanese whiskeys and said to myself, "Do I want to spend seventy five dollars?" Because for the longest time, you don't see Toki up higher. Like you don't see Toki featured. You don't see that they don't want to sell you that. They want to sell you. Yep. You know, they want to sell you that. What's what are some of the other? What's the other one? What do you mean? Um, like the Yamasaki? other Centauri, the, the the really fancy Centauri that we've done. I think it's Yamasaki. I want to say Hibiki. I, 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 Habiki. Habiki. Habiki is the Habiki. other one. There's several in this line of Suntory. Um, I will say, I don't want to confuse anybody. This is a very, I'm not going to say it. I almost said it. I Ooh. almost said it. Ephemeru. Um, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you um, already said but it, it's going to be. You but already Sun- Suntory, this, this, don't get it twisted. This is not bourbon, guys. This is no. scotch. And um, the the Japanese and the Chinese have such a huge affinity for scotch. I think as of maybe 10 or 8 years ago, they were buying something in the neighborhood of 60% of the scotch in the world. Um, just those two countries. They love scotch. And so this is a Japanese expression of a scotch. And you can't call it scotch because it's not made in Scotland. But you know what they're doing because they dropped the E on whiskey, which would denote the fact that it's scotch because it's K-Y and not K-E-Y on the whiskey. This is... I wish... Every young man that goes into the restaurant industry or bartending or psalm, I wish this would be the first expression of scotch everybody would ever drink. That would have been amazing for me. (laughs) Because it would allow you to start to understand. uh, This is what we used to, I used to call training wheels. Um, liquor. There are perfect liquors that get you into something. With gin, they have their own training wheels gins. Um, for me, my training wheels gin to make me appreciate it, oddly enough, was like Hendrix. Um, there are certain alcohols that allow you to open the door to the rest of it. And I, I wish everybody could experience Suntory Toki just because of that. It, it's just peaty enough, just malty enough, just caramelly enough, like Bobby was saying, so that it can, it, it allows you to, it, it has such an approachability to it. It allows you to understand it without getting into the Lafrogues and the Talisker deep waters of Scotch. It's just so pretty and easy. And it's so, whether neat or on a rock diluted, man, it's just, it's so just kind. And the biggest, and the <laughs> biggest part you know? of the training wheels aspect of it, and if any of you are thinking, I still don't want to try this, 
The thing that is really, really subdued in this spirit is the peat. There is, if a peat happens to be one of the things, it's almost like cilantro with super tasters. Yep. That really turns off a lot of people. They cannot handle the peat. Amen. This is the, so well balanced that the peat is there in the background. You can taste it mid palate. You can taste it on the finish, but it doesn't kick you so hard in the face that you go, oh, that's right. I fucking hate scotch and I never want to drink it again. 100%. Yeah, and exactly. it doesn't have the astringency of actual <clears throat> scotch. Um, it has a tiny bit of peatiness and caramel to it. I think Bobby is like talking about the sweetness how well the butterscotch yeah the yeah. butterscotch aspect of it which that is so was my, on the nose my, my initial response so when on I the first taste of this was butterscotch like it's smoky highly yeah. balanced oh god delicate it it fucking it it's a sum of its parts no doubt about it amen and uh this is a beautifully crafted whiskey it's 86 proof which um, which is bananas which, which is a little bananas yeah it also it it reads that though it you know can, what i mean to, like a, to an extent but i think the the balance of it if you told me this was 70 proof i'd buy it yeah you know yeah. like you, you're telling me that I, i'm taking your works it's written on the label but dude man we've had 80 proofs in here where it just Jesus. felt like somebody kicked us in the dick oh yeah this is as, mostly tennessee whiskey <laughs> mostly ah and Oaxacan and, purple corn whiskey oh yeah we all those gashville whiskeys have a tendency <laughs> to be they run a little hot <laughs> They're a little judgmental. <laughs> well, you say, right? Just saying. Um, you mentioned They're a this little was... chunkier than their social media photo photos would let them do. Well, we like to True say story. flabby on the palate. Um, it's a little, little flabby, flabby on the palate. Flabby. Flabby. Little fa- um, flabby on the palate. The bangs are a little much on so the palate. Bob, so Bob, Bobby mentioned this was like a smoky butterscotch. <laughs> so if you... <laughs> You guys are ass. What? I'm but kidding. I did it. I did I'm it. I, open, I opened the door. You opened if you the door. took your grandfather and stuffed a bunch of Werther's in his pocket, then set him aflame in a cedar box, this is what this tastes like. Can we like. do God, that? Yeah. There's got to be some right? old guy that wants to go out that way. Old burning Werther candy grandpa in a box. <laughs> Let's do it. Why is that not our fucking ad for the day? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't That's know. our fucking ad. Whatever. We already wrote the ad. Sorry. All right. All right. As long as I'm lighting my shitty grandfather on fire. <laughs> what was his name again? Ocio. Ocio. I'll never forget that ever. I know. So dope, too. And I know my dad doesn't listen to this podcast, so like I could say whatever I want about his dad, even though he hated his dad, too. Is it like, your dad everybody... yelling at somebody dad... to get out of his yard right now? My dad is such a um, withdrawn, like beautiful guy. But he wrote uh, poetry about his dad. Huh. But not going to fucking do that shit in public because my dad's my dad. He's a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dad. And he's like, so he made me get up and do the eulogy and then read this poem that he had written for his father. Was it like super negative? You know? (laughs) No. It it, it was actually like like, like he talks a lot about like hunting and fishing and all those things that they would do together. You know what I mean? And that's my memories of my grandfather as well. Yeah. You know, other than just being an abusive giant piece pile of shit. Of shit. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, nothing rhymes with Ocio. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just gonna throw we that. Had to, out we there. talked about that before. We have to add something else. Yeah. Now they called I, him Osi. That's a, they called him Osi. That's a, and that's a common thing for eulogies where people that were very, very, very close, the closest people to the person, if they want to have something said in the eulogy, they always go to somebody else because you cannot get. Oh, that I shit did that out. with my grandmother, and I couldn't. They chose me. I'm the biggest blubbery crybaby ever. I don't know why I was chosen. They thought, look, he has theater credits. That's, Go up there and read. That's why I always and give the- I fucking- <sighs> I, I got through three 
words and the rest was just blubbers. It was great. It was fucking, uh, it was so much fun. Uh, but but this is guys. Can we say definite buy? Definite Suntory, buy. Forty dollars whiskey. Hundred percent. Guys, I'm telling you right now. If you don't like scotch, I get it. If somebody throws a Lafrog at you for your first experience in the scotch, <laughs> I get it. Um, what I would recommend: try this Suntory Toki. Wrap your head around it, and then go into what I like to call the easy ones, the Highlands. Get into Balvenie and Oban, things that are a little bit more, uh, a little bit more smooth and less mm-hmm. peaty. Work your way up uh, to the Taliskers and 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 the big boys. I, I always say Lafrog, just Lafrog. because even Lagavulin is below Lafrog for me. Mm-hmm. All the um and all the Glens, um all the Glens, all of them. Um, but Lafrog always seems to be top of the peat pyramid for me. It always has been. And maybe I'm wrong. There's a thousand scotches that we've never tried before that I'm sure might be peatier. But when you open a bottle of Lafrog <laughs> at a 15 seat bar. Every Everybody single person knows. gets flooded with Lafrogue. Well, because it is a, we use it as a, a, a smister. As a Everybody mister. does. I, I was just going to bring that up. There's always some douchey guy with a fucking Lafrogue mister yeah. sitting behind <laughs> it's a bar an right atomizer, now. Atomizer, thank um, you very much. Sorry. I can't figure atomizer. out how to use this in a cocktail because it's <laughs> hey, disgusting. <laughs> but I will put it in a mister I'm and just I will gonna, I'm impart just gonna, some quality. Just wash the glass. Yeah. I <laughs> Shut up. You know what? Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck the atomizer. Serve serve a monkey dish with like like uh, an eighth of an ounce of it in there and then instruct people with a little piece of parchment to put your finger in that and then rub it into your gums like cocaine before you drink the cocktail. Wait, hold on. I have a question. Yes. What the fuck is a monkey dish? It's a uh, large it's like sauce ramekin. Like those, it's like yeah, a you five get ounce ranch ramekin. in at like chain restaurants. They call them okay. monkey dishes. It's I thought you were dish. talking about Temple of Doom again. Well, and and <laughs> uh, knowing Sean's background, uh, sir. Racist. Fuck both uh, of you guys. Much. You know what? Fuck uh, both of you. I want to hear somebody else other than you two idiots. Carol, do you have anything about uh, this Centauri offering? Oh, I sure do. This is a little bit of fluff just directly from their website. And it says, Toki means time in Japanese. It's a concept rich in meaning the world over, but particularly in Japan, where respect for tradition and reinvention sparks a powerful creative energy. Inspired by that interplay, Suntory Whiskey Toki brings together old and new the house of Suntory's proud heritage and its innovative spirits to create blended Japanese whiskey that is both groundbreaking and timeless. I just, can you save a little bit, you fucking luscious, so I can have some? I want some just based on that. I'm sorry, Carol, you just cut off. I didn't hear that last part. It's Uh, already gone, by the way, Carol, so Uh, sorry, not sorry. By the way, Suntory famously bought a beam. So it's Beam Centauri. Yeah. Uh, so I all never that, thought I'd hear in my life. All that shitty Beam that you guys have been drinking your whole lives. And trust me, I've had my fair share. It was my dad's whiskey of choice. So I get it. But it, that, that is Beam Centauri. Is, okay, so this could tie back into our conversation about uh, Legend. Legend. Are we talking about the same distiller? Is this Fuck You Yo? I don't know if it's fuck you, yo. We Let's... need to look that up. Um, like that's something we should interesting actually know. though. Um, there's because uh, uh, I mean he's associated with Jim Beam directly. Uh, obviously, Centauri being as prolific as it is, I would imagine they've got a dozen <sighs> master distillers no at doubt. this point, um, and they have the money to be able to hire whoever the fuck they want. So before we move on from whiskey, I can tell you three weeks from now when it's my turn for whiskey again or a month, maybe because we're taking a week off. We should talk about that shortly. Yeah. There is a single malt from France that I have a unusual affinity for. I know what you're talking about. And that's Mm. the next bottle I'm bringing and Nikita and I are going to hook that up. 
That's what awesome. shitty TV um, show do you have to watch that he'll buy you that? <laughs> <laughs> so there's only one French whiskey that I can think of. Like um, mostly they're all like cognacs, brandies, and and things of that nature. Yes, but um, they I, do a they do a single malt called Bren, B R E N N E. I've seen that yes. one. Um, it smells like a blueberry filled flower garden. Yeah, it's it's it, it is so its own shit. Um, it's very hard to explain without drinking it and talking about it. Um, it I've had it. Yeah. So we're gonna I get it. it. And why? Um, because we are friends. We're gonna be Fine. we're gonna be balling. We got old Captain Walnuts giving us once uh, a Texas blended whiskey yeah. the next time we're back. But he was a staff sergeant yesterday. What the fuck is Walnuts been doing to get fucking moved up so fast? Let's uh let's talk about nothing. The fact that <laughs> um we are gonna be off next week, guys. I know, but we have to yes. do this sometimes. I am going to Indianapolis for all of you who are visiting Indianapolis next week. You can look me up. Um Going to Indianapolis, uh, home of the famous FedEx eight-person death shooting last week. Yeah, Going there, uh, we're doing a little bit of memorial for uh, one of Rex's relatives, but not all bad news. We're also visiting. I will meet her, fa- her father and her sister. Her father, um, retired, is just a straight G. I think he owns more silk than any man should. Fuck yeah. And uh, her sister, oddly enough, is a professional podcaster. Who's thirty and just bought a house? So I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, what now. the fuck? We go get um, all the intel you can. Oh bro. no, I'm totally going full scouting mission. But Sean, you're you're also not going to be. Available I am. I'm as not well, going right? to be here next weekend. I'm headed up to Denver to try to get uh, a year's worth of activities done in the span of four days. I'm going to see a comedy show. Going to see a ball game. Going to see a fucking hockey game live. Isn't I'm not. I think I'm at the age now. I remember being younger and traveling, and you wanted to do everything. You're doing everything trips, yeah. Where your itinerary is just stacked, and now I'm like, I don't want to do anything. No, I, I just want to go somewhere and do whatever the fuck. If I want to stay in the hotel, I don't care. So two o'clock on Saturday, what I'm going to do is come here like I always do <laughs> and, and cry and wait, <laughs> and I'm going to do just an hour and a half of monologue, free form. Oh my god! Some of it kind of deaf jammy poetry kind of thing. You're gonna you know go slam. Um, I could go slam. You're gonna go Maya Angelou. Um, <laughs> and we're um, gonna release that on our new Discord server on a voice channel, so people can live comment and uh, and give you feedback yes. on that shit. Can we can we talk a little bit, Sean? Since you set that up, um, so uh, so wonderfully set that this up. This is exciting, by the way. I'm having a great time with it. Okay, you? so can you Good. talk a little bit? And if you guys didn't know out there, we're going to announce this officially. So a lot of you know, but some of you don't. Sean, tell them. Yeah, a bit. so we have a Discord server now. Now, if you're a gamer, chances are you're already part of like 16 Discords, like True. some of the people that are in there. And I'm like, you said you were part of 16 Discords. Why aren't you participating in ours? And I'm like, they're like, dude, I'm in the Final Fantasy one. I'm in this other guy's Twitch one. Like, I can't be all over the place at once. What Discord is is essentially like its own private Reddit. We've created a private server for you, and we have different topics that have their own hashtags. And it's essentially like chat threads where you can just talk about specific things. We've been talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Booze. Uh, booze. There's a booze one. There's one called Listener Feedback, which is where people can post the things they want us to talk about sure. after the mid-show break. There's a Clutch Your Pearls of Wisdom where we've just been throwing out some pretty ridiculous and some pretty insightful ones like your one about your... Uh... <laughs> when your child gets quarantined for the third time out of school... 
don't turn yeah. the whiskey. It's, um, it's, it's great. Never a good idea. We also we created a spoilers one where we it's just a feed specifically for like if you're if you're current on one of these shows that other people are waiting on, you can talk in there so it doesn't ruin anybody else's experience. There you go. But it's been awesome. We got 20 people in the span of two days when we started it. I put a bot in there that I named Carol that like welcomes people and tells them when they've moved up. We've got different levels for everybody, which will give you different uh, features for the server. Right. We have uh, everybody starts at nothing. You got to work your way up to well whiskey. Then we have call whiskey. And then above that is premium whiskey. And then the best one that you can get to right now is uh, top shelf whiskey. And I think only Nick has had enough activity in there. Congratulations, Nick. You're the only person in top shelf whiskey. That makes it so that not only do you have these extra features, like being able to change other people's nicknames or uh, give like gift people experience to level them up, right. but you can, uh, he also is like listed separately. Once you get up to top shelf, if you're online, there's everybody that's online. There's the small batch, which is just us. And then you'll have your own little section that says top shelf. Yeah, you just get to be cooler than all the other kids. Yeah. And I want to work on adding more bot shit to it. I'm just, I'm really learning this. Nick's been very helpful. Thank you, Nick, for teaching me about certain things. He has one on his server where... You can go in and type in commands to add new colors and then change the colors. And you can name the colors whatever you want. So he didn't have a white, so I named it Honky. And then I did a really dark red and named it Heavy Flow. And so my name is in the Heavy Flow color. Weird. That was like that, remember that group we did not too long ago with that Thrasher song? And they had their van was called Heavy Flow. Heavy Flow. <laughs> yeah. They had a red van they drove. Um Anywho, yeah, and the, so Discord. If you get, yeah, if you want to get in on the Discord, you pretty much have to hit us up somehow. Either text us to our number nine seven zero four two six five three four four, send us a DM on any of our social platforms, or hit us up via email or talk to us in person, and we can send you. Right now, I think it's just us three, and then anybody that gets up to call whiskey and above can invite people from there. They can invite people. Um, we've already had two bots show up this morning. I woke up to some account that had posted some hentai links and i was like oh man that's like a rite of passage for discord we got it. our first hentai porn hell bot. yeah dude um and it's been fun for me to just be able to have an extension of our text thread where i'm like sure. a bunch of people who are not going to be immediately put off by my horrible horrible nonsense. well once you've been violated by eight tentacles in anime yeah dude you're pretty much just calloused so are you saying right? that all of the users that we currently have? I mean, Ellie for sure has done that because she's fucked in the oh, head. She, yeah, she's but like, right. do you think everybody on the servers had a hentai experience? Had a hentai experience? One hundred percent. Well, no, hentai is just animated Japanese I, porn. I, I know. It's not. I always think it's the octopi is different. Tentacle porn. That's just normal porn for them. They just call that porn. Okay. <laughs> they just call it yeah. porn. <laughs> so to be clear, like we we want everyone that is a listener of the whiskey reel to have the opportunity to be able to be a part of this. Yes. yes. We don't want this like to be some inner circle. No, of course Circle not. jerk. Yeah. Where actually we want people to be able to join this because the conversations are fun. They're yeah. Lively. Yes. They are interactive and we have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And then Carol pops up every once in a while and tells me I got, you know, like raise the level. Fuck yeah, Bobby. You just reached <laughs> level six. Um, but it, but it's really a great opportunity. I know not everybody has the time to do a podcast, but you still enjoy listening to them. If there was ever that thought of, gee, I want, man, that would be cool if somebody did dot, dot, dot. Or man, it would be awesome if they talked about this band that I really like. Um, you have the opportunity to directly affect the program. We listen to everybody that tells us, um, uh, Nikita being uh, the last person to do it. He injected himself into the podcast. We drank his whiskey. Now we got to watch a shitty TV show. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. You we have had- the 
Agility. Gina, Gina has given us yes. a suggestion for booze before she's in there. She gave us a suggestion for a very odd spirit, a bourbon cordial, which I didn't even know was a thing. Mm. I guess they have cordials for fucking everything now. Um, um, yeah. And we we thing, can talk more about that when we do that. Yeah. But, 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 but Ellie has given us songs to do. And I mean, um, it's great. And we look forward to it. We're going to read a little copy later from Melissa, who's also another person that we've met along our travels. That's an amazing kind of young activist in this town Durango. So um, you have the opportunity to directly affect this. We want this to be your podcast as much as it's ours and feel like it is. Uh, That's the point is that feeling of community. If we could feel the way about all of you that we feel about us in the bunker every time we record and who we are, that would be ideally for me, I speak for myself, would be the ultimate satisfaction is to feel that we've created this community of like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the whole point. Yep. Um, so we, we are all broken, shattered weirdos probably have been our whole lives. So I know, I know that's who we attract, Yeah. Uh, but just know that we have a community for you. That's who we yeah. are and that's who we want. And we're, um, we're, it's in the beginning stages right now. It's just chats, but we want to add new things. The biggest selling point, if you're like, fuck, I don't want another app or I don't really see a lot of value in getting in here, depending on the level of fan that you are, we're going to be posting early links to the episodes and also the files. Like we're going to post direct download links to the files for all of our ad, Joe, you know, our sketches. Yeah. You're going to get all that stuff early and you're going to be able to download it and do whatever the hell you want with it. So we're trying to figure out better ways to make this something that everybody wants to participate in, you know? For sure. Yeah. If you guys have any ideas, hit us up. And if you have any products to push, if you have any of that, we're a community. So if you're a, a, a person that listened to the show and you came up with this great idea, for this type of hat or whatever, talk to us. We, we This is why we're here. We're here to well, enrich the community, our community. We are the Whiskey Reel, and we've started this whole podcast under very modest means. Mm-hmm. And we are definitely, I mean, I remember a time when it was like, if we got six listens in a week. We were uh, stoked. We're killing it. Well, yeah. three of you them were us. But yeah, yeah. And there <laughs> we was had mostly... three more listens. Yeah. But what I'm saying yeah. is, like, we now that we can establish this community vibe with the people that do listen to us on a regular basis, and you guys, I'm gonna. This is a call to action. You guys can evangelize for us. You can tell people go ahead and listen to this. You know, and we do have a few members that are just so ready. To, to, to get on a freaking rooftop and scream out the whiskey reel. And we really appreciate that. Um, this is, we're not doing this via sponsors. We're doing this via word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are homebrew. Like this is this happening. This all blood, sweat, and tears. Setting yeah. up that Discord server when I was supposed to be working. <laughs> well, I did it on <laughs> at night. At night, I set it up. And then when I re- I was like mid-work. And the thing for me is I have the, like the three screens and one of them for the last week has just been the Discord, the Discord server, server open. And the thing is, is I was looking at it and I was like, fuck, you, it's so apparent how obsessed I am with this right now. Because if you look at every feed... I'm peppered throughout like every other every, message is right. me. And I was like, I need to fucking throttle back a little bit. I need, a to, bit. I need to throttle a back a little bit, but I'm, <laughs> I'm having so much fun and I love it. It's um, fun. We like to call Sean the Florida of our discord uh, because it injects itself into everything. Yeah. Uh, Florida uh, famously is our worst state. I think we can go out on a limb, right? I mean, Do you think, I think it's our worst state? If you had to rank based on population, yes. Uh, North Dakota is the worst people in the world is it really <laughs> never i anywhere that has a north and a They're, south i don't have time for north dakota they are those are garbage people um interesting 100 why why uh, they just been murdering engines for fucking generations 
Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> Strong verbiage, um, but uh, well, Florida, they're bad people. Not that Florida people haven't done that. To Florida, you. dude, there's whole hashtags and websites and threads devoted to WTF Florida, Florida man. Um, this is a thing, and we I, all know it. I just think it's cliche that we don't want to like lean on the Florida thing too much, even though like. Apparently, the state of Florida in and of itself is a friend of the podcast. And and called us. I wouldn't say friend. I'd say they're neutral at this point. He said he didn't mind our program, like he enjoyed it. But at the same time, we're a little rough with Florida. Um, Florida keeps doing it to itself. Um, It does rulings like doing gender confirmation in children in high school for athletics. You better show me that uh, little pussy of yours if you want to play volleyball, Mary Sue. This is opening yourself up for, hey, we don't have time to go to the doctor if you want to get on the squad. It's Show me the gays. It's, it's opening up some really, <laughs> wow. really it's skeevy. Um, anytime you have underage children having to show you their genitalia to prove a point, I have... I take umbrage. Yeah. Um, you have a is, daughter that plays sports. This is a strange ruling. It's an actual law that's been put in. This is not just fantasy. This is so when we make fun of this state, you deserve it. I mean, we're not Sorry. making this up. You did this to yourself. Like, so, so wait, like playing softball in high school as a young woman is a lot like dating me. Is that really true? <laughs> Drop your trout, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm kidding. <laughs> last I kid. time I checked, I kid. Last time I checked, hey man, whether it was a battered glove, you're playing. You do like. Uh, <laughs> you also do like thick trunks on your trees, hey, so that's the hey. perfect audience for you. What is happening? You know, you like girls with a sturdy bottom half. You like them with big butts and and strong thighs, right? I, oh, don't you? I would love one example. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give examples of the lovely ladies that you've entertained since the time. Most that I've of the known ladies you. I've been with have been. I mean, some are sturdier than others. I'm not saying they're sturdy, and I'm not saying they're fat. I'm saying that it's their. You know, they've got not, a definition. I, down I just there. want him to keep talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Keep you going like on this. Fat lesbian bitches, Bobby. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to get? That's yeah. not what I'm saying. That's, that's terrible. That's exactly what I'm that's going to be clipped. Cut all that out. No, that's going to be clipped and rerun over and over again. <laughs> you like um, fat lesbian. Bitches Bobby is going to be the end of the intro but, instead of fuck your own face. Okay, I'll say this before we move on to our sponsor. I don't hate them. Of course. I think they're lovely ladies and yeah. they're some softball of my players? best friends. Two, two, Love me some softball players. Some uh, thicky TA. What about ICC? Thicky and couple, couple fees. Couple yeah. fees. Um, but uh, uh, volleyball rules all. Okay. So we're gonna butts. we're gonna we're gonna go on we're gonna go on to two things real quick and then we're gonna get to our sponsor number one tonight hopefully Bobby will join me it's gonna be a fantastic UFC card I haven't gotten one of these in a while we haven't talked to UFC in a while um, it's a great card though um, uh, so I can't wait anytime Masvidal's fighting I'm buying also AOC has agreed to a Twitter debate with MTG <laughs> I cannot wait. For I'm more excited about this than the next like fucking um, heavyweight championship of the world. I am more excited for this than if GSB came back and tried to fucking get, win a belt again. I am more excited about this than any fucking battle that I can think of. GSP doesn't need UFC anymore. He's got that Marvel money now, brother. If they want to, if Not Dana anymore, wants, doesn't. If, <laughs> hey, we'll get, spoiler, we'll get to that. If Dana wants to lay down fucking a cool like eight mil or something, trust me, he'll suit up. True. I'm um, just saying. But that being said, MTG versus AOC, Twitter fucking extravaganza. 
what do you do when you take a very well-versed, very well-read woman and com- and have her compete against that neck? Look at that neck. Can I provide an alternate perspective on this? Yes, sir. When you engage in a debate with a moron, you at times end up looking like a fucking Thank you. moron. You can step on tons of landmines. So yeah. a- AOC is going to walk into like, because she's not going to see where this, I mean, no one knows like the beautiful mind threads that are going on in that woman's retarded brain. And I, yes, I said retarded. Her brain is retarded. That you mean in just literal means, In literal slowness. In literal sense. Right. Retarded means slow. Did, is she slow? She's pretty fucking slow. Did We've you, established this. Bobby, I couldn't agree with you more. If you've ever argued with an idiot, it's like fighting an idiot. They're scary because they're dumb. I'm not going to say the R word, but let's call it they have slow strength. Um, MTG may have slow strength. However, the one thing I will say with AOC, she was raised in this shit. She is as well-versed with social media as any congressperson or politician. I would be very shocked if she went in there with her pants down, unawares of what's about to happen. All she has to do is state facts. I I mean, and that's that's all she has to do. That's not my concern. I think AOC is going to acquit herself very well. She's a brilliant, beautiful young woman like that is doing an amazing job. I think she can make a Manhattan Anna old fashioned. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Just and uh, I'm. Hey, our side doesn't bring up her bartending thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do. I yeah, because it's a positive. Um, huge. Is there anybody out. in this room that didn't do that job? Yeah. Nope. Mm, no. Okay. End of story. There. <laughs> so I'm just saying though, like like when you lay with dogs, mm. you get fleas. So I like, know the adage. Why would, do we even want to justify fucking yeah. Marjorie's existence? You she, know what I mean? She's going to justify it I anyway. get it. I get it. But like. I would say that they're probably very well prepared and well, they have a, a plan to not only smoke her, but to fucking didn't, like didn't, destroy MTG, her credibility. MTG is going to say something so ludicrous and stupid that AOC is going to be like, okay, how do I respond to that fucking nonsense. She has a fucking very <laughs> awesome way of like, even when Trump tweeted at her, even like she has a way of responding that she always comes out smelling like roses for some reason, AOC for the most part. Now I don't agree with everything she's ever done. I'm not a, an apologist for her. I'm just saying she gets it and she gets it more than she doesn't get it. She stripes um, the ball down the field. Oh, straight up line drives, brother. Um, She may not mm-hmm. hit home runs. Frozen rose. Frozen. Well, if we could fucking you know, hard, hard 8 a.m. P streams. She's bringing it. I'm starting to get a little <laughs> nauseous. So if we can move away from Senator Slimer eyes, we can fucking get to our sponsor. Yeah, we should do our sponsor. You ever like... looked at Slimer from Ghostbusters fucking eyes? The Not top in half the of, eyes. The top half of his fat green head looks just like Marjorie Taylor Greene's fucked up Mr. Potato Head face. <laughs> it does. That's pretty on point, dude. Can Slimer do kip ups like she can? I don't Probably think not. so. No, but he can do hot dog downs. Keep it dog. I'm just take gonna, some hot I'm just dogs. Gonna, I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, Slimer. That's what I should have called fucking uh, uh, Sasha, Sasha Gray. Gray. Like Slimer. <laughs> he, he swallows like a whole cart worth of hot dogs. Instead no, of, I don't be, know, the golf club. That would be good. a young lady named Cetheria. And oh. if you're into squirting, never mind. Okay. Good lord. Um, and now a fucking word from our sponsor, Jesus Christ. Send me our sponsor. No, not our sponsor. Our sponsor's not Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Since the 1500s, the Spanish have been bringing their fat, lazy immigrants into our country. And their negative impact on our environment, our health, and our way of life is undeniable. 
They eat all of our land, require constant attention, and if you happen to harbor a large group of them, you get government subsidies. Cows. The biggest problem facing our once great nation. These fat shits have been milking the system long enough, and it's time we take action. What should you be drinking? Not milk. Why would you choose to drink Teetsky when there's so many better choices out there? Water. Coors Light. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. The blood of those less fortunate. Serena Williams Sweat. Kathy Bates Colostrum. The Guilty Tears of Derek Chauvin. Brought to you by Tucker Carlson and the entire Dan White Society. We hate the gays. So if you would like to give us call back or contact anytime, please hit up 970-426-5344. Squirting gash. Four, nine, seven, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 970-426-5344. See, it's true. God gave men both a penis and a brain and only enough blood to run one Men have penis. Because you reminded me of squirting and my brain stopped working. <laughs> you can also hit us up on our Discord server. Yay! You have to hit us up via Facebook, Instagram, or uh, Twitter, or via email at whiskeyreal@gmail.com, and you can get into our Discord server. Um, let's start out with some retractions. My retraction, I thought I was being Mr. National fucking Geographic last week telling you about how aspen tree groves are the largest living organism. And it turns out I had forgotten. And and our friend Dave actually hit me up while he was driving. He did a voice to text and told me. GuinnessWorldRecords.com says the largest living organism is a single gigantic specimen of honey mushroom discovered in the Malchua. Some weird fucking German name, National Forest in Oregon. It occupies a total area of 965 hectares. Hectares? Hectares. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Or 2,385 acres if you're American. Equivalent to about 1,350 soccer fields. So my bad. We thought it was, yeah. I was going to guess that it was Sasha Gray's vagina. Was the largest (laughs) living organism. (laughs) It's still tight and wonderful. How dare you? Does yeast... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's alive. You literally didn't just like interject this. You stopped the podcast. I did. You pivoted. <laughs> we yeah. went into this conversation and you were full on. You even apologized going in like, sorry to bring this up. I'm going on one of my tangents. But fucking aspen trees are the biggest living organism and on they planet were, Earth. Until was, someone found this fucking mushroom so grove. proud of himself. Until so three proud. wook fucks with no shoes on, happened outside the trail and found this giant mushroom grove. Thanks, Wooks. Redundant. They didn't embarrass themselves last week. At all. (laughs) Um, I have a retraction, and it's kind of a serious one because I said Dante Walker instead of Dante Wright, and I realized why I said Dante Walker. Well, by the way, this had just happened the day before. Things were still coming in. It was still very fresh. Very fresh. Um, So I apologize, Dante Wright, the young gentleman, um, who um, was murdered, in my opinion. But yes, uh, we'll was. see what happens with that. I realized why I said Dante Walker. Because uh, third base, which is pro- arguably the first like real successful white MCs in hip-hop, mm. they were on Def Jam. They put out an album called The Cactus Album. We all know it because of The Gas Face, um, was their big hit. They also did like Brooklyn Queens and a bunch of... Th- By the way, if you don't know who third base is, listen to the cactus album it is yeah. 
transcendent. It still holds up, by the way. But Dante Walker was one of those who got the gas face at the end of the gas face. Speaking of MF Doom, K, uh, fucking, you know, Zev Love X was on the gas face. So early MF Doom. Um, so I managed to tie in an MF Doom reference at least once. But my apologies, Dante Wright. I'm trying to run through my, my mental Rolodex here. Um, would third base be contemporaries of Shock G? Oh. No, uh, we just um, actually they were out before Digital Underground. They were but, out before uh, a couple years before, but Sex Packets came out probably about two years after Cactus album. And I know what you're about to. Everybody into. had that so fucking album. They, they say they say it comes in threes, right? Uh, we had DMX. Um, we had Black Rob, who unfortunately went to prison. But if you remember, like Whoa um, was a huge fucking. Uh, yeah. And he was on Bad Boy. Um, and then lastly, like Bob, the aforementioned shock G you might know him better as uh, Humpty hump, um, who is the, the leader of, um, stop what you're doing. That was, I'm about to ruin. That was his, uh, alternate ego. He was the first MC to really come out as two MCs, which yeah. was really interesting at the time. Um, he was one of the good ones. He was a big, uh, big, big up one of Tupac's best boys. Um, he's a Bay Area legend, Shock yeah. G. And so are uh, Digital Underground. Uh, Sex Packets is one of the best albums of the of the 90s. Um, so And will be missed, it's, but they come in threes. It's Hook Central. God damn, man. Uh, like, it, there's so many hooks on the dude, album, man. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And you know what Shock G's <clears throat> passing has done? It has littered all of our social media feeds with content regarding Nothing But Trouble, which oh. is one of the worst, most forgettable piece of shit movies Garbage. that just so happens to have Digital Underground same with song. Tupac in tow doing same the song. same song. Now, that's a fucking dope song. That was, that was like like the that first song. song Tupac was on, actually, was same song. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it, it, Don't watch that movie just because you saw some shock yeah, T-shirt. I'm trying to warn you guys. It, yeah, but listen to Sex Packet, uh, Sex Packets. Um, yeah. One of the best tracks of all time, in my opinion, in hip-hop was their first single they put out, which is Do What You Like, um, which was basically was my summer um, of, I think, what was that, 88 maybe? Mm -hmm. 87, 88 when Do What You Like came out. Um, just, I, I mean, it sucks. It just sucks when you got guys like DMX and... And now we're getting to the age, right? You know, I was, I just watched Versus. I watched Red Man, uh, Method Man versus Red Man. They did a Versus for 420. And I'm telling you, you guys put on a three hour show. These guys are 48 and 50, respectively. And you, I defy you to find a, a fucking kid that can come out. Uh, whether it's drill dudes or mumble dudes, I can come out and do what these guys did for three hours. It was so fucking entertaining. It was so awesome. They were so high energy. They brought out all the old heads. They brought out fucking dude. Riza showed up. Inspected Deck showed up. They brought out Eric Sermon and Parrish, EPMD, K wow. Solo. They brought out, they did Headbangers Live. They did like Jesus. these things that were just monumental um, for 420. I, I, I encourage you, if you want to have people over... And throw music on, put on the method versus red man fucking battle, quote unquote battle. Um, you're just gonna hear just absolute nightmare banger after nightmare banger. Well, and it was fucking amazing. And famously, Method Man and Red Man Volume One is like Oh, it's great. And one of saving the, the great hip hop albums. They're saving and I haven't saw it yet because it's three hours. I got an hour into it, because you know, shit. And then um, I guess at the end, Redman famously, he has a radio show in Sirius on Rock the Bells, yeah. the Muddy Water Show. Um, and I've been a fan of Redman forever, dude. Reggie Noble, dude. Long live Reggie Noble. Um, and he said, 
at the, basically what he alluded to is at the end of the day, if he has to go out on one song, it's Rockweiler. Wow. That's it. He says, there's nothing else I need to do after we play Rockweiler. I can just leave. It's And I couldn't agree more. I, I know we need to move on, but... Yes. See, now, <clears throat> if you just listen to everything Aaron had to say, you'll know why you need to write your congressman about ending the filibuster. It's a real problem <laughs> in this sorry. country. <laughs> I know. I get on my shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but we do have some feedback. Let's start out with Ellie. Uh, Soul Crusher Jr., we'll call her, since Aaron has that moniker. Ellie hit us up with a couple things. This comes directly from the listener feedback feed in the Discord, and it said, I finally listened to the latest fucking episode. A few notes. One, you can pry my high-waisted jeans from my cold, dead hands. Two, super happy fuck you fun time land reminded me of my North Carolina family. It was slightly terrifying. And three, (laughs) my girlfriend is from Tampa and referred to the Florida content as, quote, basically accurate. (laughs) Perfect. We got big ups, dude. By the way, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Tampa. Tampa. Uh, oh yeah, and she had one other. Accurate. She had one other basically thing she sent accurate. us via text before, where she said, "De Kuiper sounds like a Dutch slur." Remember, we said De- our friend Joel thought De yes. Kuiper sounded like a slur. De Kuiper sounds like a Dutch slur. Kuiper is a very Dutch name, and half the people in my shitty Christian Reform high school had a D E in front of their names. But Dutch people deserve it. They suck. Yeah, huh. yeah. I, I she went has to some s- strong feelings about the Dutch. I went to school with Bjorn de Racist, and he wasn't a good guy. I, he just he was president of our student council and I never liked him. <laughs> just as That's all I gotta say. Allegorical side note. <laughs> yes. In the words of Michael Caine, <laughs> there are two oh. things I can't stand in this world. Here we go. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Yeah, dude, how many is he up to three? Is he up to three? He's He's done about three, right? Bingo. Bingo. I've only done two. Fuck yourself. I four. No, stop with the false bingos. Those old bitches with them. Dude, there's been like four exits. Those old bitches with their 12-gauge markers are going to have a fucking seizure trying to undo their dots. Wow, dude. They're old, not fucking slow, bro. Relax. If you quote an Adam Sandler movie in the next hour, Ooh, um, I, I, I win $30. I have bingo two ways if he doesn't. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so... Alyssa is the wonderful young lady who we had on several episodes ago. We were doing the whole uh, Yogurt King top that feud um, of the racist yogurt guy that's in our town. And that's I didn't make that up. That's a real thing that's actually happened. Um, Who is gone now. Thank God. And she was the lovely young lady who stood her ground and dug her heels in and told that guy to basically go fuck himself. And I couldn't we couldn't be more proud. She, her parents happened to be friends with Rex. And so we got together and she came on the program and kind of discussed her story. And ever since then, we have been in touch and I wanted to shout her out. She is in classic Alyssa fashion, doing some more activism and doing all things well and good. She is uh, basically putting together something called Women on, Women on Wheels. Um, and this little copy, I want to pass this on to all the Durangatangs here and just let you know that there are young people doing good stuff out there. Um, Women on Wheels was created as a way to make the skate park less intimidating and also a way to bring a multitude of communities together, regardless of what wheels you ride. So even Sean's really lame inline skates can be there. It's for all level of skaters, from beginners to the most advanced, with a kickoff event on May 8th from 12 to 3 at the skate 
skate park. And if you're in Durango, you know where the skate park is. After that, a Woman on Wheels night will be held every Wednesday from 5 to 7, also at the skate park. It's to encourage young ladies who love to skateboard. Um, and again, any wheels, roller roller skates, inline, whatever, whatever your fancy is. It's uh, They want to create a safe space for um, young ladies and women to go ride safely and to be encouraged and to have that kind of support. Um, like I said, classic Alyssa, always trying to save the world. Honestly, I will say this confidently overwhelmingly the skater scene is white and anytime you get a bunch of white privileged dudes in a group they start to think that the things that they want to do aren't so bad um so that's why skate parks can be rape hives depending on where you are i'm not joking it can get a little reiki uh, yes. Just a little fourth Reiki. Anytime you get a bunch of privileged wasps yeah. in one nest. That guy really likes all the independent boards and where. <laughs> I wonder why. Oh, the Iron Cross. Oh, the Iron Cross. I think it's time for media. Let's do it. it. Um, you guys watch this. I got 15 minutes in because because things. Um, I have a life and I had to, I'm going out of town next week and I had to get shit together. So Gasp. Um, I don't mind the spoilers because i'm gonna watch it anyway so i'm starting to doubt your dedication to sparkle motion i know i know it sucks um but i at least i'm honest about it so obviously what we're talking about is a marvel property (laughs) so yeah oddly enough we're gonna step outside the you know our safe yeah it's uh, the black falcon and the white one yeah which Black Falcon has become... Okay, so we're going to get into all this. We're talking yes. about Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is the season finale. Just happened on Friday morning. Yes, it did. Or you know, Thursday evening, however you look at it. Yes. Basically. Um, I would love to get your guys' thoughts on what you have seen. I know Sean's seen the whole thing. Twice. And Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, like I said, didn't get that far in, but it didn't take me very long to uh, be geeking out. Yeah. Um, as Bobby likes to remind me, I love superheroes doing superhero shit. And that's, they and go right into it. That was all superhero shit. Um, the fact that you have a fucking Falcon, Captain America, Captain Falcon hybrid. Captain Falcon. Um, I am perfectly okay with all of this. Yep. Uh, I could not feel better about the entire situation. His costume. Um, he finally sleek. learned to fight. Like. I I love I love the neck down of the new costume. I don't like what they're doing with this like little masky thing. I think it's kind of uh, the lame. head cowl. It was but, huge yeah, it was, for Marvel in the nineties. They they brought that back. He looks exactly like the Sam Wilson Captain America in the comic book. And I, this is the most like I this appreciate is the closest. this. I would have loved to have had him in a full head thing. Um, would have looked doper, but he looked great. I love how he. Fought. I mean, I've been a fan of Falcons, like the way they portrayed him fighting the entire time. I've been saying that every episode. And him flying next to a helicopter and what that whole fucking sequence was. Um, I, I don't know what's about to happen. I know people are gonna die. I know things are gonna go fucking askew. Mm. I I don't and I almost want you guys to spoil it for Let's me. Let's fucking spoil it. Just so I can be um, fucking, I could discover for the first time what happens and you could see my natural reaction. I want to start, let's start by talking about the most important part of this entire series, I okay. think. And that is the relationship that uh, the black community has to America, Captain America, the whole thing with Sam, Isaiah Bradley, all that stuff. I thought they did a perfect job of putting, like, basically putting a bow on the whole Isaiah Bradley thing. I don't want to ruin the very, very end part with Isaiah Bradley because... Okay. I want you to cry as hard as I did when you see oh, that part. Shit. But Son of a bitch. No, 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 no. I'll tell you right now, he doesn't die. 
So I mean, it doesn't gonna, matter. It would have been better a, if he did. I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> I'm such a fucking dude, baby when it comes like to that. Like you said, black trauma is everywhere. It's even on Disney Plus. You Jesus. cannot run away can't from run it. Can't run away from but, it. But uh, they bring back they they just having Sam immediately show up in the Captain America outfit. The way that he kind of gives a speech, which is more of a conversation with uh, the uh, the senator from earlier in the season and and uh, other world leaders that were there at the Gro- uh, Global Repatriation Council talking about forcibly using troops to move people out of the countries that they were in after the blip that they shouldn't be in. Um, uh, Bobby, you said that you had a couple issues. You thought his uh, you thought that speech that Sam gave was pretty long, and I thought that there was a, it would be tough to shorten that to get the points he was getting across. I think more so than being long, I think that speech was redundant. Okay. Like there's only so, I mean, if three times in one speech, if you say I'm a black man as Captain America, then you're starting to belabor the point like a little bit. Mm. And it kind of went into that multiple times. Now, don't get me wrong. I thought it was powerful. Um, I didn't love that we just had like these background shots of like Bucky and fucking John Walker reacting to the speech like patting each other on the back and yeah hanging out next I, I mean, to each other I, for a brief I, I moment i found that really weird i i don't like this is not my favorite episode of this show Interesting. A, in fact it would be maybe my like number two on the whole fucking thing like maybe after the the intro um the pilot or whatever they don't do pilots, but Marvel just fucking make shows. Yeah, they just make shows. <laughs> they just crush puss. Yeah, they don't do pilots. They're not trying to fucking get somebody to like broadcast yeah, right. their shit. Right, right. Um, no, I, I, I just, uh, I found it like Did I it thought feel- it was a little overwrought. I thought it was a little overwritten. Hmm. I think they could have chopped four and a half minutes off that speech easily. And it would have been just as powerful, if not more powerful, because ultimately by the end of it, I'm just like, oh, there's a cutaway to Bucky looking pensive. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like over and over and over you, again. And yeah. It, what I'm getting, did it, and I haven't seen it yet. Now, now I'm going to be obviously looking for this. And I'm sure it was very well. Anthony Mackey's, like we said, what I said before, he uh, he's turned into a great fucking little actor, man, in, in between all of this shit that's been yeah. going on with Marvel and some of his side projects. Um, he's turned into a very believable actor, um, and he does a great job. So I'm sure it wasn't done poorly. No. Nope. Um, but but what I'm getting, and you're talking about cutaways with a little bit of glad handing, and feels contrived. He th- you said that you thought it felt a little forced. And I, man, forced. honestly... Because of the content, because of what it was about, I felt like it's not any white person or any other person but a black person's place to say that any of that was anything. I'm hmm. like, that came out and I was like, I don't care how redundant he was. I don't care if it seemed forced. It didn't seem forced to me. I thought everything that he said was so fucking on point. So can I go devil's advocate just a little bit? <laughs> yeah, here? man, because I didn't see it all. So I'm a little bit yeah, out of a loss. So um, what was the big Just to clarify my takeaways. position on this. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't trying to attack your Not position at all. or anything. Not at all. I, I just, just want to make it really clear. I, I, I love the message. I love the support that's given to the black community via the show. Right. I just would say from a narrative standpoint, it is very, very hyper aware of what it's trying to do mm. and it shows through in the narrative like yep. like there are moments where i'm just like okay I, I get it 
but you don't have to. But that's an expos- you don't have to face fuck me with fucking. That's an exposition and writing issue. That's it, it not is. a content it, issue. It is. It's and more of like you said, less is yeah. more. And I guess they, so they might I'll have been able you. to. They might have been able to do the same impact with less. Yes, and made it more effective. I Definitely. agree with you right. on that. You I, and I, I. I haven't seen it yet, but I totally get what you're. Coming you from. like me look at stuff and you think about that. Most people want to just they want to have the escapist experience of watching a TV show or a movie, and they don't think about the structure. I will agree with you. I thought that that bit dragged. Yeah, I'm 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 less politically opposed to it than I am just narratively. I okay. think I think it was just not the strongest exactly. writing that they've done on this series. Yeah. Um, there's been great moments that touch on all of these issues, and that was a great moment that touched on those issues. I just think it went on. It did. I remember a few going too long. I remember going. Okay, we can move forward. Little, like, little, and little ham fist. Spoilers, Aaron. Uh, we didn't like, call it heavy right. Handed. We didn't call it right. They're saying, "Fuck you guys." U.S. agent is not going nowhere. He's gonna be around. Yeah. We were wrong. We were we fucking were wrong. wrong. We thought for wrong. sure I he was, was gonna get killed. Sure. No, we all did. We uh, all we th- all thought it made sense for the ultimate story arc. But for him to disappear. But you know what they do? They do a lot of viewer feedback. They do a lot of panels. They do a lot of fucking shit like that. And if they get enough feedback that this character is that well liked, they take that and they write series around that. He's that's the, how life. He's works. the character you love to hate. Like you like him sometimes, then you hate him. He's exactly the way fucking U.S. agent was in the comic book. That's great. Yeah, and they give him the suit yeah. by the end, dude. They give him the black right, fucking let's suit. let's do it. And I won't ruin for uh, who he's teamed up with now and, like, well, who he's going to be working for. But basically, they set the scene for Captain America 4, which is going to be yep. Sam as Captain America. We're going to have I the U.S. Wait. agent in play. We're going to have Bucky I, in play. I can't wait. I love the character. I love where it's going. It, there's so much rich uh, content to mine. There's you also know, something like, very interesting going on with Sharon Carter by the end, who... Sharon Carter's about to become a much bigger character, I imagine, after what happened in this last episode. All right, let's do it. Spoiler alert, maybe a full-blown villain. Super awesome. Can't wait to see this. I can't wait. You're going to love it, man. Um, and now, and now, like we talked about before, when this first started, we know Loki's right on the hills, heels of this. It's not. It's June, June. 11th, man. We got to wait. Wait, April, May. You've got a whole month and a half. Ah, dude. But, the, uh, but in, in between, the world, we in, get, they, they, what they do is they don't want to release anything at the exact same time. They put the Mighty Ducks and Falcon Winter Soldier together because the audiences are totally different. The Mighty Ducks is for hockey parents and kids that played hockey and nostalgia freaks like me. Those are the only people that give a fuck about that. They're releasing the Star Wars, the Bad Batch series oh, next. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they never want to have Star Wars. They Competing. Don't, you can't, you, now that they, that's got to be the biggest problem they have in-house is going like, now that we've when got we so much, so many audiences, so much content, so many rabid fans, how do we make sure that we do not cannibalize our own content during the pandemic i don't th- see that as being a big of a problem than post-pandemic yep. especially with um, a fucking animated show i don't never is will the I, bad batch animated never yeah. will i oh. categorically criticize disney but like you're bringing us and you're bringing us a clone wars sequel that's what the bad batch is that's yeah. what it it's is it's a sequel to it's the a bad sequel batch to and i'm animated. okay with that i'm totally okay with <laughs> well, that. Disney Plus. that doesn't preclude the fact that we can just bring on loki yeah you could amen yeah we don't want to ruin too much for you because dude it's fine I, i'm gonna watch no. it anyway if you can't guess what happens by the end of that i did not see the very end coming I, without giving I, it away listen to me i am not a, pro- uh, a prognosticator i don't fucking i don't guess shit very well are you not I, into prestidigitation i don't do i i've never seen the prestige um, is that a mary pop are you thinking about your little mary poppins girl right a little bit a little bit 
Bobby, you brought up Shadow and Bone, which I saw this as well. I saw it was T. I always look at the rating. Like I saw it was TV fourteen, which means it's kind of a YA thing, which means yeah. I can yeah. watch it with my kid, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, but it got like hugely great reviews, right? I haven't seen it. Did you Monster watch any reviews? I've watched the first episode How was this it? morning. It is kick ass. It's it badass. Is it Harry Potterish or what is no, it? No, it's um, it's definitely more in the YA tradition of like Hunger Games. Oh, okay. That cool. kind of thing. What's the other terrible one they did with the um, chick with the, the little mouse face? What are they called? I don't know. What was the little Greek Divergent and redundant and like, a lot of that. The kind Divergent of stuff. series, yeah. Uh, the chick that's going to marry Aaron Rodgers. It's yes. M- it's more in that vein um, of the YA okay. kind of world. Um, it's very fantasy driven. Um, there's like Tolkien ish kind of concepts going on on a very slight, but it's a futuristic. Like, essentially, what I could say, like, without spoilers, is like there's this region of the planet that kind of keeps people from being able to fuck with each other called the fold. Mm. Okay. But like getting across the fold is how you make money and how you generate commerce and yeah. Huh. So you've got the aristocratic kids, obviously, because it's you have a to. YA novel you, series. You have to. Um, that all have elemental powers. Like okay. They can control wind and light. I saw that. All yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. was that preview well, that Netflix automatically shows exactly. you. And I saw them like cutting this girl's hand and then light shoots out of it. So, and that's a big deal. Like you've got a lot of like wind dealers that can just like right. control like the oh, wind so, or whatever. Uh, it's Captain Planet. But the light girl, <laughs> the light girl is a big deal. Because there's not a lot of those. And she's also um, <laughs> Not she's she's an other. Uh, <laughs> she's kind of a little mochaccino girl. I'm not saying that to be shitty, but that's a thing that threatens white people. Uh, yes, and so she has a certain gift that no one else really has in this world. So she's the um, protagonist of the series. Yes, very much ahead. so. It's, she okay. and, she and her semi boyfriend, whose name is Mal, which I think is kind of cute. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, long story short, I think this is a really cool show. Let's do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to watch dude, it all looked, of these. It looked so we are, unique. It we looked are like f- its own thing. It looked like it's carved out its own visual thing. Because after the Hunger Games, everything that was YA yeah. trying to be the Hunger Games, the production design was very similar. Like, like It was almost like Art Deco was in the 40s, where they're just like, make everything look like this. This is carving out its own style. Um, and if you're a fan of the Hunger Games, go watch Battle Royale like an adult. Yeah, um, fuck the Hunger so Games. So fuck the Hunger Games. Um, so, uh, we are going to talk. My, I haven't watched Mighty Ducks, so I've had a very strange week. We're waiting for a couple um, weeks because we we'll are be going to do next that. Week. We're off we'll next do it week. the week. I after. promise you, we will talk Mighty Ducks um, at, for whatever that means. I don't know what mm. that. Bobby's shaking his head. No. He's a little upset. Um, we are going to go right into music. Caliente. Wow. So Aaron does an accent. <laughs> Aaron does an accent every week, too. I just, do, I just do one. You do the one. Cosa I do, do musica caliente. I just I say musica know. caliente. I don't say like in an accent. He says no, it. No, I know. I do you sound like racist. slow poet Rodriguez. Cosa <laughs> speedy. Oh, God. Cosa speedy. We need to get over here fast, but eh. I cannot run the fast. Eh, cousin speedy. Cousin oh, speedy. Um, can <laughs> we just stop the racist yeah, well, stuff? Stop it. Um, Bobby, you have a song by a group that um, right. I fucking cannot love absolutely more. Wow. Okay, so here's the thing about these guys. They are a band from Oregon. They are called Red Fang. They are very much in the genre of stoner rock, um, sludgy, um, riff-heavy metal. 
right? Oh, um, oh yeah. And beyond that, I could give a fuck about this song. I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to listen to this song. I don't give a shit about this song. <laughs> it's video. really good. It sounds exactly like a it's Red Fang song. But the video. The videos that these guys do. These... It's basically us if we were give... if someone gave us a sword. Oh, these idiots just <laughs> show up and do the funnest shit. So, like, the first... Um, Friend of the podcast, Crossbones Jones, was the first person that was like, you need to check out this song, Wires, by Red Fang. I had discovered them with Prehistoric Dog. Yes. Um, which was the LARPing one. Right, the LARPing one. Which is one of the best videos ever made in the history of forever. And like, long story short, they discover some LARPers <laughs> in a park. <laughs> And they berate them. No, they create their own armor out of like beer cans. And out go of Tecate and PBR cans. <laughs> yeah. And they go and literally fucking murder and these murder LARPers. murder the LARPers. Um, it might be the best video of all time. Wires is the best video of all time. They uh, get at the beginning of the video a $5,000 video advance and then proceed to spend it on a station wagon with a cow catcher and then they just shatter shit. That's all they for do. They four buy, minutes. They make pyramids of milk and drive no, through it's it. It's like the old it's the best thing you've I ever watched seen. this video and it's guys that are like a little bit older than us. They look like they're like in their mid 50s, right? But they're still meddled out and they're, they're, they're nerdy. They're a little 20, bit older than you. And they're they, 28. They look like you guys. He might be 28. Oh. That lead singer's 23 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly, oh, dude. Fuck you, Bobby. He just graduated. <laughs> he just graduated <laughs> secondary so school. He went and to Trinity College <laughs> in Connecticut. <laughs> the beginning of this fucking video, it's just they roll and the guy rolls in. He goes, "We got, we got a samurai. We got like a legit samurai sword." <laughs> and then it turns into like an early CKY video where they're just like, "Let's go outside and do slow motion video of us cutting shit with it." That's or they what's up. they walk outside. It's so funny. You see these grown men that are gray haired, but like. We all as boys will always just be like, we got a sword, walk straight out the back door. The sword like cuts the line from the fucking satellite oh, into yeah. their house and they don't even notice it. And I was like, that is the most real, like <laughs> men have a toy they're about to go play with moment. And it doesn't change from when we're four and when we're 54. Dude, I, I, 100%. One of my favorite moments, and I think it was Wires, is now granted, Sludge Rock, if you're a fan of Caius, if you're a fan of those guys, you if you don't know Red Fang, you probably won't know Red Fang because yeah. everybody who likes this type of music has already known about these guys but I hope you enjoy it um, what's the song one called? of my favorite mo- uh, is from uh, fucking I think in Wires when they're doing these little smash cuts of them doing shit and the drummer they're in the middle of playing and there's beer cans everywhere and the drummer just fucking while he's fucking pounding out a beat leans over and just fucking horks his guts out and just, <laughs> and just keeps fucking just smashing keeps dude. that's real life uh, because dude. I've done that yeah. Just, well, dude, um, Keith Moon was, I think, the person who crushed that for years yeah, before he, he died. He just fell over. So, ironically and weirdly, the name of the song is not Samurai Sword. <laughs> it is Arrows. Arrows. For some weird reason. doing like uh, drop D tuning and you're doing like dissonant notes and dissonant chords to have it that compressed just makes it uncomfortable. But that's what I'm saying. Guitars twang. They're a string instrument. 
when you have that much compression just crushing it, it's <laughs> squishing. It's like instead of going bring bring, it goes and that's all that compression on the guitar. And I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah. So it's just like, stoner rock ecstasy. Dads out there, if your daughter's dating somebody from a band, <laughs> what you can do is uh, the first time you meet this gentleman, go to his house. Check all of his guitars. If they're all tuned to drop D, get your daughter the yeah, fuck her out, out of there. there. Get her out of there. So what were Caius and those boys back in 1991 tuning mm. their shit to? Um, that was Because dro- these are the progenitors. That of- was E, actually, e. which Thank is you. unlistenable. Drop yeah. D. That's the brown note. There's a um, documentary about, uh, I think it was actually Dave Grohl. Did a documentary about Sonic Highway. Yeah. And one of the episodes was just going to Palm Springs and talking about the experience of going to Kaya shows back in the desert. And this, like I say, these guys directly led to Red Fang. There's no Red Fang without Kaya. They they would admit as much. Yeah, of course they fucking would. Um, They would, they talk about like you would stand mid center stage about nine feet back and you would get caught in a sound vortex that would oh. make your brain stop working. Yeah, yeah. dude. Because it was just so down-tuned. It was so thick. It was so grungy and fuzzy and fucked up that, like, it created, like, a literal fucking, like, Those sound vortexes no are real, zone. man. If you've been to a show, especially if you like to – if you're like me and you go to a place like uh, Red Rocks or, like, the Shoreline Amphitheater in the Bay Area where you can move around a large grass area or something, you will find yourself in these spots where you feel like – I was seeing an exhibit show, of all things, that I won tickets off the radio, and the alcoholic songs playing, and the bass was so loud, I got to this one point where I felt like my There's... chest was in a vo- – like, was in a tractor yeah. beam. I couldn't move. I forgot my bass player told me once – a, a bass, if you look at the a frequency, this is so nerdy. If you look at the frequency wave of a bass, um, it it hits in like 15 or 30 foot intervals. Okay. Um, so you could be, that's why it always made me laugh when people went up to the speaker. Idiots. Because that's nothing. If you take a few steps back, yeah. you go about 15 feet away, that's where the bass wave actually matures yeah. and lands the hardest. Um my guy that I used to play with had a five string bass and he used to play, he used to play uh, the, the, the bottom four strings would be in standard tuning and his, his bottom string essentially would be in B. Um, and it used to just resonate. It, it had a richness. It was like syrup in the middle of all the fucking yeah. notes. Um, and that's the thing when you can get that drop tuning down and do it in the right way it's a it's a literal uh physical feeling it does it's not even auditory anymore it's physical Visceral. where it's like yeah you feel it in your guts that no was doubt. the joke of the brown note yeah is it's a gut it's feeling making where you, you shit yourself yeah you can't hear <laughs> yeah. it anymore you just feel it yeah why is my ears spleen yeah vibrating yeah why yeah. does why yeah why is the bottom of my spine hurt yeah i yeah. have no idea why do you think they use sound weapons against fucking superman and all sorts of dc they comics? still do it in south america talk to q the only q show knows. that i've ever seen that has actually made that happen for me was truck fighters in, mm. in denver at the Christ. main room i could imagine uh, like, that was a three-piece band that made my entire body vibrate and it was fucking amazing I couldn't. Tool did that for me, at, and I almost lost yeah. my girlfriend underneath the crowd. Good underneath the crowd. That's where they. <laughs> no, she. She ended up underneath <laughs> the whole crowd. That's what happens. Brother. She was such a trooper. She was like, um, <laughs> "We need to go front stage. I want to see this band." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "All right, well, here we go. Here we go." So we went up front stage, and then shit got live. Oh yeah. And she got bum rushed into this like mosh, mosh situation, pit, yeah. and she just vanished out of sight. Yeah. Yeah. They so get carried off. I shove my arm 
into a sea of fucking limbs, <laughs> and I pull out a girl who's not my girlfriend. <laughs> but it was a girl. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Good on you. <laughs> Push her aside. <laughs> and mosh pits are no joke. They're, they, I don't see... that Rock shows aren't as big as they used to be. But I remember, same same story with my friend Travis. We were watching Slipknot at the dysfunctional stage at some radio station concert, and Travis gets sucked in and then just disappears. And so we're looking all over for him. We're about to leave. We can't find him. And then he, we're like standing, drinking our last beer, and he just hobbles out of the infirmary with like a big wrap around him. He broke three ribs. Perfect. And we're like, we're like, dude, are you okay? And he goes, dude, look at this. This is no. this is this is the best show I've ever been to. Look totally. at me. I was like, that's the right attitude. Say what to you have. want about Slipknot, but that Iowa album, um, it, there, that was not a pit you want to be in. The worst no. one I ever saw. There were two baddies. The worst ones. And this was at LA Forum. So this was like, you're not getting out alive. Uh, Slayer, Pantera played together. Jesus. Um, Already I'm scared. You don't, I, we didn't even get to the bottom level, let alone the front. <laughs> oh, fuck no. Uh, because it was literally a swirl. We the got a luxury bottom. box for that one. We're staying and safe. Su- <laughs> and surprisingly enough, Ministry. Wow. Was one of the rowdiest pits I've ever been in. Damn. Yeah. It, that that show. That Slipknot show is the, I've never seen a pit like that. And I've never seen a pit grow as fast as it did where, where the sometimes swirl pits, fucking the swirl just sometimes, you, because the swirl will stop at a certain yeah, point where some sure. edge people will be like, not our scene, yeah. not our thing. And they'll kind of create a barrier. This one just kept going. And then <laughs> yeah. I was like, I looked in the center. I could see the back of my own head. It was a black hole. <laughs> you, it's never going to end. <laughs> Um, God, I miss shows. Right? So, Sean, I'm assuming you have some So, sort I have of a song, sh- and like we've been I, doing. Sorry, we've been. No, it's okay. <laughs> so, I have a song. I like get filibustered. Yeah. Like, unlike any other. Because <laughs> you sorry, don't. just got on the shows. No, I literally brought up a sentence, and you just finish it for me. It's amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. Your, your I'm record you out. of just not letting me finish a sentence <laughs> is <laughs> fucking Ted Williams style, dude. Well, we need this. <laughs> We need you to bring this up to me so that I remember constantly. It's Babe Ruth as. Oh, it's Babe I'm Ruth as. I have become to a very. Except he hit home runs. <laughs> you got these little chili dippers going to the infield that you interrupt me for. <laughs> I quit. I'm, I'm, oh, God. I'm that was maybe the funniest fucking role I've ever heard in my life. Okay. I'm not even talking on the mic anymore. Nah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, my God. So. Like we've been doing, um, I uh, I couldn't find a song, so I just had Aaron pick it. So Aaron, talk about <laughs> yeah. the song, because <laughs> I gave you the song last week, and uh, we did we did Mister Bustos, and I'm sure uh, knowing oh. Bustos, he's already uh, listened to this because he should. He listened to it before Evidence recorded it, apparently. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, before it was even <laughs> the track was made, he heard yeah. it. He's like, I heard um, a demo on that Sway show sixteen on years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you don't know who Evidence is. He's a he's a talented kid. Used to be in this band called Dilated Peoples. And if you don't know who Dilated Peoples is, then you don't listen to hip hop. So, which is fine. Band. So you don't care anyway. Um, he's on Rhyme Sayers now, guys. Wow. He is big friends with Rhyme Sayers. Is seriously is, fucking making their stable big. And he is strong. Uh, he is a big friend with the la 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 alchemist that likes to say his names on his mixes. Um, and I like Alchemist a lot. He's a good Jew. Uh, evidence is dope as shit. Are there bad ones? What's happening? I don't, I'm just saying. It's a joke. <laughs> okay. But Evidence does his own tracks. He has been for a minute. Um, his Evidence is la- the Weatherman last shit. 
um, was so goddamn underrated and didn't get enough press, in my opinion. Uh, this one is uh, cut. I don't know if the album's forthcoming. I don't know what happened or, or what, because they put out s- weird shit intermittent. Um, this is a classic fucking evidence track, in my opinion. I love it. Listen to it loud in headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a drippy evidence flow. You're used to that. That's what he does. But this track reminds me a lot of that Derringer fucking sort of uh, Griselda record shit that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, very reminiscent, but but not bitey. Um, it, it it just feels in that vein. I I, I just listen to it, man. That it speaks for itself. I opinion. love this beat. It reminds me of the fucking Halloween theme to a degree. And this is Bay Area, Bay all day, dude. Uh, Bay Area. Yeah, get it's what I better do. True, I'ma set it too. Never pick a better day to be a better you. I got a crew of the solo when they rolling. Stories like a mystery and this'll be my moment Found the hardest truth in life is that the truth ain't told Find myself between the lines of what I write and ain't full I'm a problem child, face a lot of karma waiting Killing the drama that could harbor Satan Saying nothing to me so I'm truly unapologetic First I get a little sound, then I start to set it. I said it the last time we had an alchemist beat on here. That He is a master of the ambient. I think that's evidence. Oh, is that evidence? I, yeah, oh, not, not 100%, but evidence makes his own beats. He works oh, with okay. alchemists sometimes. Okay, um, so you might not have done it, but that ambient noise in the background that was the organ. That was wash, just a couple organ. That wash. Yeah, that wash. And yeah. then there was like what almost sounded like... Like demon screams, or when people do like the oh, like like old uh, spaghetti westerns where you'd hear like yeah, but it's like vocal sound that's ambient totally and uncomfortable it, in the background. Yeah, there there's a there's a tension that gets built in these where there's no resolve. Like usually you have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and there's a resolution in the chorus, and then you build yourself back up and and wash yourself out again. There's a tension in the in the sound of this that's why i mentioned griselda there's a tension in it that like just it stays pitched and it never lets you off until the end of the song and it's interesting but i i, I think my ears are getting attuned to that now more than doing the classic verse chorus verse chorus bridge verse chorus um it, i absolutely love the the sound in the mix of this um ev is just his he's got such a drippy Cali flow yep. that I love. He's never gonna blow you out of the water with his lyrics per se, uh, but but his flow is just so fucking smooth and easy. It's like effortless. Um, I dig this. This is fucking smoke a blunt, nod your head, and well, drive he, it twenty miles an hour. He's breaking free of that Enya vibe that he had for two decades. Where <laughs> the Enya vibe. <laughs> Sail away, sail away, sail away. Oh my god. Speaking of Far and Away, great use of that Enya song. What is is that song in Far and Away? It's one day, one life, one something. That stupid song is at the end of Far and Away. What is happening? It's the first time I ever heard that song. So that is Tom Cruise's worst performance as a human being, without question. Far and Away is awful. Awful. Yeah. And it's so expensive. And he is awful in it. And you guys know how I feel about Tom Cruise. I do. And I feel the same way about Ron Howard. That was his first like big project yeah. all by himself. And he fucking, the, <sighs> the idea that that didn't tank him 
Well, it's just fine because he's like Hollywood royalty, so you can't tank a guy like that. But the idea that someone gave him a movie was like, yeah, do Apollo 13 after that shit show. Well, no, it was a really, really shitty movie, so it made a gazillion fucking dollars. Oh, did it make a bunch <laughs> because, of money? Because, quite yeah, frankly, did. all of you are fucking idiots, <laughs> and you'll watch fucking anything. And by the way, I saw Far and Away in the theater like three times because I always had some little broad that went over, oh, I want to go watch Far and Away. And I'm you like, oh, you plunge, right. plunge and you screw. You plunge, plunge and you screw. You screw. You're a carker, You're Shannon. You're a carker. You're a carker. You're a straight carker. Guys, do you have any wisdom to clutch? We shall clutch our purse of wisdom. I'll do, I do. Huh? do it. Clutch them. Do it. Clutch them hard. Them There's a new purse. podcast. <laughs> It's called Meeting Tom Cruise. Oh my God, you're such a sellout. I'm such a, no. You're a fucking shill. I'm telling you right now. It's called Meeting Tom Cruise. It's a beautiful fucking podcast. The two guys that run the show, Jeff Grunewald and some other dude, and then another guy that doesn't really like Tom Cruise is the producer. <laughs> that's actually funny. It's actually a that's really a great kind of a fun dynamic. Yeah. Um, neither one of them have actually been able to meet Tom Cruise in person, so they bring on people that work with Tom Cruise, have worked with Tom Cruise. It's illuminating it's charming uh malin ackerman is on the newest episode and she tells stories about meeting tom cruise on rock of ages and um it's really fucking funny and it's really cool and it just cements my position that tom cruise is the world's greatest american (laughs) how you're not already a scientologist baffles me it's he, I can't afford to be th- a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, that takes money, dickhead. Yeah, yeah dude, no. I don't have five hundred grand to be OT level eight or whatever. OT thirty thousand dollars worth of everything. I'm OT. everything in my life is worth thirty six thousand dollars. I'm OT thirty, by the way, guys. I was going to break it to you. I just got graduated last week. Oh, why, sweet. why are you Thank slumming you. with us? Oh, whatever, dude. Zenu's got to land somewhere. <laughs> All right, so Sean. my clutch your pearls. Uh, my clutch your pearls. I just came up with after the last segment with Bobby. Um, I've had this. I've 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 known this for a while, but I haven't really been doing anything about it. Uh, I have a tendency, and this is what it's called in conversation. is called railroading. I railroad people not only on this podcast but in real life. I tend to take over conversations. I tend to cut people off and finish their thoughts, and it's a serious fucking problem. <laughs> I'm starting to realize, like. People like, why would you want to hang out and have a conversation with me if every half thing that you said was just so be cognizant of things like that, that you might not be cognizant of railroading is bad. Can I caveat that? Yeah. Just a touch. Like you and I know each other outside of this podcast and I have conversations with you all the fucking time and you don't converse that way. Mm, It depends. You don't like one on one. If it's a group you and I can sit and talk, and we'll go back and forth, and you'll sit there like with your arms crossed and listen to my, you know what I so mean. So is it performative? It's a. I think it is. I think it's a competition. This is a performative competition mm. where we're all trying to win this table. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. All of us. We all want to have the funniest fucking gag of the week. We all want to like be the guy that drops that line. We all, we all want to be the one that says Carol has nine toes so, so yeah. quietly that it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. By the way, that was the funniest episode. <laughs> the, the funniest fucking line that came out of last week was like all nine all of them, nine of them. <laughs> killed me. Every time I listened to it, <laughs> killed me. But no, I think, I think, I think this behavior that you're talking about, which by the way, doesn't bother me as much as I want to fucking let on that it does, um, as much as I want it to stop. <laughs> I, 
I no, I mean I think what we have bred is a very competitive nature in mm. this room it, at this table. We all kind of have that moment where like, oh, I fucking well, t- today I was the And guy. this the problem is is that I see every larger every group conversation. If I'm going out like if if you've been out when we've been eating or like when you showed up for my birthday at El Moro that one time, once that's not just one on one or three or four people at a table, oh. we're bringing people in and it's opened up. Then now I am on stage, and as soon I get so addicted to the laughs, as soon as I get one big laugh out of everybody, it's like need that dopamine dump. Need keep trying to shove every stupid thought in my head that I think is funny out into the world. And you know what? Some of them are funny. <laughs> of course, some they of them are. are funny. Some of it's just like troubling, or some of it's just like, all right, that got said. <laughs> Great. Troubling seems apt. Yeah. <laughs> Very uh, hey, man. Listen, sometimes you're going to do some chili dips. Sometimes you're going to hit some fucking frozen ropes. Every once in a while. Sometimes you're going to hit a shot. Just and it's just going to be a goddamn grand skyrocket. Yeah. And that's what happens. Um, look, everybody knows how religious I am on the program. Um, I, have, uh, I, have, I have almost been Mormon. Wow. Uh, my dad was Mormon. I've almost been Catholic. My mom went uh, to an, a nunnery uh, before having a baby. <laughs> Figure that out. It's a lot of fucking what? A lot of check marks to like mark off. Um, I've been a Jew. You kind of you, once you're a Jew, <clears throat> you're a Jew forever. Hey, you can't hey, not be hey, Jew hey, talk to my rabbi. Um, we've had a lot of religious discussions, and so I'd like to, in summation, kind of bring it back home, bring it back full circle. Just because you do Vicodin doesn't mean you do anal. But if you do anal, you better fucking do Vicodin. What should you be drinking? Not milk. Why would you choose bovine horchata when there's so many better choices out there? I still don't know about the bovine horchata. It's so it's so stupid. stupid. <laughs> who cares? Who ca- Honestly, who cares? Why Honestly. would you choose a secretion from this dirt animal? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you choose to drink teat skeet when there are so many better choices out there? Ooh, that was perfect. Teat skeet. Okay. All right. So, water, Coors Light, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. (laughs) Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Baby blood. The blood of those less fortunate. Yeah, we got to use that instead of the baby blood. So let me go back. Uh, This is all the riffs, so you're piecing this all together. Serena Williams sweat. (laughs) Wow. Sasha Gray. Wait, hang on. (laughs) Just Sasha Gray. (laughs) Yeah, just, just Sasha Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Gray kombucha. <laughs> she make kombucha? <laughs> I bet you she does. Yeah, you know where she makes it? Sotheria's <laughs> squirt skirt. <laughs> wow, yeah, that is. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I feel so left out of this conversation. <laughs> Pretentious artisan CBD soda from Boulder, Colorado. It's $40 a can. (laughs) Flat backside stout. 
flat backside stout. That'll never. It's show. nitro. That'll it's never nitro. Get it's already flat. <laughs> it's the tears of children from Calcutta. I, wow. Wait, a keep of, going back to that. I like, that. I like it. going on in India right now. Diet Mr. Pip. <laughs> the guilty tears of Derek Chauvin. <laughs> Full game used LA Sparks water bottles. <laughs> so they drink half the water and then they sell them. No, game I used. I know. I like that idea. <laughs> Uncle Jethro's spit cup. I like that. <laughs> a, a wrung out convalescent hospice diaper. <laughs> Jesus. 